90% of all scientists that have ever been alive are alive today. That's a lot of information, but don't panic. It's not an exact science. Hey, Shannon, how are you? Uh, doing pretty good, John. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. Getting ready to give a talk at yet another nerd conference. <laughs> Somehow I think you live for these. <laughs> it's true. Actually, this is a local Python users group that's trying to get started up. And so I'm going to give a talk about controlling the world with Python or how to interact <laughs> with hardware. So that sounds even nerdier than usual, but... Yeah, there's definitely some pinky in the brain. You know, what are we going to do today? <laughs> Take over the world. Oh, those yes. are my favorites. Um, well, I got something exciting in the mail this week. What did you get? I got a cowbell. <laughs> Somebody replaced your cowbell <laughs> that you can't find. <laughs> so Tim up in Vermont sent us a new cowbell. And you, you sent me a picture of this. It looks like it's a pretty special cowbell, it, a custom cowbell. It is a custom-made cowbell. I can't wait to plaster a sticker on it because it definitely needs a Don't Panic sticker. Yes, so thanks, Tim, because now we will have cowbell sound effects that I do not insert in post <laughs> before exactly. Fun Paper Friday. Exactly, <laughs> except for today because I'm actually not recording in my office or my house. I traveled so we could be with Katie Shear. Oh, howdy, y'all. Hey, Katie, how are you? Good. So you have joined us for this really special Listener Limerick Challenge episode to help us make sense of some of these limericks because we do not know anything about evaluating limericks from a language standpoint. That is correct. <laughs> so what do you do? Um, I am a renewable term faculty in the English department, and so I teach freshman composition at the University of Oklahoma. And I do other stuff, but they don't pay me for it. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so you and uh, Shannon and I have all gone through the limerick submissions that we got. There were quite a few of them. And uh, there were some really good ones. So we thought that maybe we would read some of our favorites before we get to the top uh, prize winners there. So I guess, Shannon, do you want to start out? Uh, sure, I definitely do. I mean, I want to say thanks to our awesome listeners who sent in limericks on their own accord and then the people we badgered into sending them in as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's definitely some of that. Yes, yeah, there definitely is. Okay, so I guess I'm going to go ahead and start with Eric Vernon. And I am going to read his limerick that is entitled Alpine Glacier. Okay. With all the magnificent grace, I provide at a very slow pace. With my final retreat from the climbing heat, the scars will be left on your face. <laughs> all right, well, there was mine, so. Okay, oh, here's one that's delightful. Another untitled entry from Stephen Bryant. There once was a fault near the coast whose stresses were rated the most. A cramp in the land got way out of hand, and a once peaceful valley was toast. <laughs> I, I love that one, too. <laughs> yes, and, uh, you know, we did say that playing to, like, what we do, so writing a paleomagnetics or an earthquake limerick uh, might not necessarily <laughs> be the winner, but that one was fantastic. It was. <laughs> Your turn, John. Yep. Okay, well... 
So I'm actually going to cheat on this one because it was one of the ones that I think was targeted specifically at you, Shannon. <laughs> and it was sent in as an audio recording by Joe. So I'm going to let him read it uh, for himself. With my favorite mineral, I've got it made. It's sitting right here in my lemonade. It cools my drink so nice. That's right, it's ice. A mineral whose impact will never fade. Oh, thanks, Joe, for that. You know I love the ice as a mineral. <laughs> I think at the end of the year, we're going to count up how many times that's come up. And, um, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Joe also sent in another one that I really liked because he rhymed the word grapple successfully. So the title is Grapple. I thought that it was just grapple, and now I feel just awful. You should have heard me wail when I saw it was hail for my roof's about to topple. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I feel like that one took some rhyming liberties. <laughs> but that's okay. Hey, we always say in the sciences, you right. need to be uh, creative. That's, so. that's excellent. Well, And I think grapple is... Relatively impossible to rhyme with. I know. That's that's topple. why. I mean, topple was great. Topple. Awful. You know. It was great, though. Yeah. Well, that one was definitely, uh, let's see, we had the winter precipitation show a while back, I guess, maybe what inspired that. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So, Katie, what about, uh, what's another one that you liked? I guess maybe, what were some of the things that you looked for when you were reading through these? Literally just humor. Um... <laughs> That's all I went for. I read them. And then if I laughed out loud, I said, oh, that's a good one. And then I noted it. And that was my criterion for success. I love that we had Katie on for, like, English purposes, and her entire pick was just based on laughing. I have credentials. I just don't have to use them for everything. <laughs> So. Excellent. So what is another one that made you laugh out loud? Uh, okay. So this one was not one that I, like, initially picked. But I do like the visual. I like the narrative. Um, so this one's by Stephen Bryant. Uh, the man was a bit of a miser, but he sprang for a trip to surprise her. He poured drinks for two in a spot with a view, but he'd set out the chairs on a geyser. <laughs> Can't you just see it? <laughs> yes. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I it seems like it'd be one of those single-pane Farside comics or something <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. It'd be really good. <laughs> we haven't had a geyser show, I don't think, have we, Shannon? Uh, man, you know, I talk about geysers so much in class. All of this geoscience runs together, so I don't think we have specifically, but we'll definitely mention it in our upcoming National Park show. And you could title it, You Guys Are the Best, and see, it would be a pun because <laughs> of how you'd spell it. Uh, wonderful. Excellent. You can have that for free. <laughs> the next one we have to pay. I think the next one I'll charge you. <laughs> I, I think we're going to run all of our show titles. <laughs> just past you now, because yeah. we normally just pick a random quote uh, that is semi-related to what the show's about sometimes, and that's well, it. Well, I, so. I had a colleague who suggested that you call this the Lime Rock Contest and not the Limerick Contest, oh. but yeah, oh. missed opportunity, you guys. 
missed opportunity. I feel like a yeah. failure, John. <laughs> I forgive you. Yeah, me too. That's I'm normally pretty good at the bad yeah. puns. Ooh, right okay. There for the taken. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess here's one from Ian Soddy. There once was a fault line, the break, that was under a very great lake. A typhoon came down. It ruined the town, all because of a massive earthquake. I feel like Ian tried to hit all the high points of what we like in that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I like that one quite a bit, actually. (laughs) I think it's pretty great, too. Well, Jenna Batchelder sent in a few, and we've had some really good conversations with her um, over email. A plate that was very tectonic had a condition that was really quite chronic. It had a major rift diagnosed as continental drift. Don't you think that is rather ironic? <laughs> uh, I just did my continental drift, well, plate tectonic lecture today, so that was good. Good follow-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. I think maybe we should make students write limericks so they remember stuff. Oh, I don't know. I'm absolutely like, doing that next week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, having them write their own mnemonic devices or limericks, I don't know if there's some other Yeah, you should make them turn every lecture that you give into a limerick for the following class period. And that should be solely how you evaluate their performance. (laughs) It makes as much sense as testing. So, yeah. Legit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just wait until your teaching evaluations get filled out. Yeah. Oh, I don't read those anymore. (laughs) Me neither. That might be really interesting. Me neither. It took me three years, and now I'm done. I absolutely agree. Yep. Yep. They just pull them out of the mailbox right in the shredder, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Ignore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. So here's one from Martin. A man who constantly bothered rocks brought them home to store in a box until his wife said, that box or your head. So he left her down at the docks. I, I get it. That's one, that one's funny. Uh, I love this one because Martin was not sure if that would be appropriate and because i laughed hysterically he said he would submit it so (laughs) right (laughs) i said i'd absolutely leave my husband for a box of rocks come on now (laughs) (laughs) yeah rock collectors are funny people and you know they say never help a geologist move right oh amen to that there were so many is there rocks in this box lady (laughs) yes many yes (laughs) (laughs) rock people Oh. Hey, you know, it's what what Sheldon say, the dirt people? Yeah, the dirt people. <laughs> the yeah. dirt people. Yeah. Uh, I said rock liquor in class today, and all the kids just died, and I think that's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's see. So, John, I want to read this one because it's about, well, number one, it has a title. <laughs> that was my second yes, criterion in my life. <laughs> And so the title is Colluvial Hollow. And um, colluvium is something that not a lot of geologists sort of talk about or know about. So that's why I love it so much. So this is Eric. That's it. I'm done with your shit. In my hollow, I let it sit. With the next storm rush, I'm done with your mush. Down the slope with all of it. So Shannon, for those of us who might be geophysicists... (laughs) Would you explain the term colluvial hollow? No. (laughs) I said most geologists don't know what it is, John. That's me included. Um, So there's 
Colluvium and alluvium sort of go together, and they're unconsolidated modern sediment. Alluvium is generally associated with rivers, and colluvium is generally associated with, like, landslides or other sort of mass transit deposits. Okay. So I kind of knew what it was. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, we each picked what we thought was uh, a first place and a runner-up. And we all agreed on one, and then we had different choices. So we are going to give away four prizes. That's right. Everybody gets a car. <laughs> <laughs> no, so these are prizes from our friend Chris over at Taylor Custom, who makes awesome, scientifically accurate uh, metal castings of, in this case, geological uh, settings. So we have some fossils, we have the Earth's magnetic field, and we have a plate tectonic keychain. Okay, so one of the runners-up we have uh, come, coming from Joe, and I love this one because it is about a rather obscure process that we've talked about on here before, and I thought it was actually pretty accurate. So, it's called regulation. Well, that glacier sure is a movin', and those small rocks are a groovin'. It's like they move right through it, because that's how regulation do it, while downhill that ice is a cruisin'. I knew you'd love that one just because I know you love regulation. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's it's such a cool process because, in fact, yes, the ice does go over these little Weirtman tombstones uh, by melting and squirting around them and refreezing. It's pretty cool. Um, And this is also geologic accuracy was how I picked mine as well. This is why we had Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so we recently did a show on the Driftless, and Stephen Bryant sent in this great limerick that just accurately characterizes all of the geology. The glaciers of old are renowned. They scoured and flattened the ground. But the place they were listless is now known as Driftless, and that's where the old land is found. That was amazing. I know. Like, the Driftless region was such a weird thing, and it was hard to describe, and we didn't even need a a whole show, John. We could have just read this limerick. (laughs) Yeah, and it basically would have conveyed the same amount of information. exactly. (laughs) So who was your runner-up, Katie? So my runner-up was Stephen Bryant. And I like that, so John told me you gave some specific directions not to be obscene because there's <laughs> danger in limericks. So I like this one because it's reminiscent of a classic, but he goes in a new direction. So without further ado, there once was a boy from Nantucket who dredges some rocks with his bucket. He dug in his hand, found luck in the sand. Oh, wow, it's an oyster. I'll shuck it. <laughs> now this was one of our first uh, our first entries because we immediately said it can't rhyme with Nantucket and Steven said oh yeah <laughs> so I'm super glad I like his moxie he took the challenge yeah. and uh, he made gold it was fantastic <laughs> I tell you we have the absolute best listeners that uh, uh, make yeah, cowbells exactly. and send to us write all these limericks all, they're wonderful all six of these people that listen to us yes <laughs> Yes. Hi, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that brings us to drum roll. Uh, We don't have a drum either. Uh, (laughs) 
I know, and I don't have my cowbell with me either. But I think we should definitely let our guest read the winner because she's much better at it than we are. Yes, that was a much more enthusiastic reading than we had yes. done on any of these. Well, I read stories to my kid every night, not to brag. So I've got a knack for it. Okay. All right. You're going to insert a drum roll. Okay. This one is by Martin Bentley. There once was a man from Pompeii who was too slow to run away. When the volcano blew, he thought, this is new. And he stands frozen there till this day. Excellent. It might be too soon, but. (laughs) (laughs) I felt he took a calculated risk and it paid off. So. Yes. <laughs> and it's geologically accurate, too. I mean, really. All of our criteria, right? Oh, no, it doesn't have a title. Oh, it doesn't have a title. Well, Sorry. I'll let that slide. <laughs> Actually, did any of the ones that we picked here have a title? Oh, I think every the regulation was the only one, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. We'll have to be more specific next time. Yeah, apparently. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was super great. All right. Well, Katie, thanks for joining us to help us judge these and and give us our enthusiastic readings. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you for inviting me. This was a lot of fun in the early grind of getting back to school. It was nice. Well, we'll definitely have to do it again. Do you have any suggestions for what our next listener contest should be when we do another one? I don't know. Wasn't haikus on the list before you shifted to limericks only? It's yeah, yeah, there was a haiku option early on. In that's basically brainstorming all this. our knowledge of poetry is limericks and haikus. So. <laughs> that's, that's basically all my knowledge of you know, English language, period. So, yeah. yeah. We've got your sonnets and uh, got your free form, but that's just garbage. Free form poetry is just an excuse for people to write whatever without structure. And if you don't get it, it's like your problem. So, so that's, that that's what students modern. write. Generally. I don't recommend a contest based on that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you're going to write your thesis, John? Freeform? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to have a freeform thesis that has an interpretive <laughs> dance section. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, sh- you should see my interpretive dance for Fault Zone Cheering. <laughs> Man, I really wish I was on that committee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you do. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Katie. It's been a blast. Ah, yes. Thanks for having me. Well, Shannon, I don't know about you, but I thought that was a lot of fun having someone else on the show to help us go through all of these limericks. Oh, it certainly was. Um, We obviously gravitated towards what we like best about geology. So it it was good to have an outside perspective. And I do love that her only criteria was making her laugh. So it makes me, you know feel better about my English skills, really. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't blame Katie for not really wanting to do this uh, fun paper that I picked up. Yeah. So (laughs) it is time for everybody's favorite segment, Fun Paper Friday. Yay. (laughs) And you picked a pretty disgusting one. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I thought it looked really cool and I thought you'd be really into it because it's all about fluid dynamics, but it's about fluid dynamics of snot. (laughs) (laughs) Which, 
in itself is not a bad thing. Yeah. But wow, sneezing and coughing is disgusting. It really is. So this is um, visualization of sneeze ejecta, steps of fluid fragmentation leading to respiratory droplets. And this is Sharfman et al. And I wound up actually reading a bunch about this lab that they work in, the Borubia lab. Um, and it it's really interesting because they do a, all their research on how does stuff get ejected from people's noses and mouths? And obviously that has big implications for tracking diseases, right? Right. So the flu, for example. Yeah. It's really, really important to know how it can spread and how far your crud from your sneeze <laughs> or your cough can go. So when they say cover your mouth, they ain't kidding. Exactly. And so what was interesting about this, and this is in... Um, this is just recently published, February of 2016. And it, what's interesting about it and what's new about it is there's been a lot of studies on coughs and sneezes, right? And how the ejecta basically, how far do they go? What does the splatter pattern look like? But what I <laughs> <laughs> gathered from this is that this study is sort of new because it's looking at sneezing. It's not combining sneezing and coughing together because there are other papers from the same lab saying how different they are. Um, and also that they're using your favorite thing, high-speed cameras, <laughs> to uh, right. <laughs> sort of see what happens. Like, And from what I gather, because this is not our area of study, obviously, is that before we thought that you had little drops that when you coughed or sneezed, they went out into the world. But actually, sneezes are much more dynamic than that. And so there are little coughs or little drops when you first sneeze, but also all this other fluid dynamic interaction that actually makes these things spray a long way. Yeah, and there are crazy structures like little beads of snot that are all strung oh, together. Dude, that one was because the worst. Because of uh, viscoelastic effects. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, it was really cool. They set up, obviously, they set up these... Um, these high-speed cameras, and they had people cough and sneeze. They made them cough and sneeze, and <laughs> they did this, and this is actually a <laughs> citation in the paper, is that when your respiratory tract is perturbed, you will cough or sneeze, and then there's a citation, which I think is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> right, um, and you know, they, they say that, so your respiratory tract starts from uh, the trachea, which is apparently 0.9 centimeters, roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, down to the alveoli, alveoli, alveoli. Uh, All right. So <laughs> that are 150 microns. Yeah. Uh, so super but tiny. I was, I was surprised the trachea was only 0.9 centimeters. Uh, that surprises me too. I was not surprised by the smaller number, but I as well was that. So you've got quite a bit of difference in diameter. You know, starting from your little those alveoli, those little lung branches, all the way out of your mouth which obviously has a lot to do with um, the fluid dynamics of stuff coming out of your mouth. Right. And you get one of our favorite fluid dynamics phenomena <laughs> right off the bat, which <laughs> is the Kelvin Helmholtz and Rayleigh Taylor instabilities. So when you eject all these droplets because of these instabilities, they instantly begin to fragment and form all kinds of funky structures. Right. Uh, that was exactly, as soon as I read that paragraph, I was like, nope, I'm all in, even though I gagged a lot 
looking at these, <laughs> <laughs> the figures in the paper. I couldn't do it. And also the accompanying videos. Um, so what was cool about this is that, so as soon as you start to sneeze, you form these fluid sacs, which is an awful word, <laughs> <laughs> but they quickly become sort of planar um, as they get expelled from you. So that's really neat. And that sheet, so it's this sheet of fluid going it's along. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say fluid <laughs> so I don't gag into the microphone. Um, so this sheet gets holes in it, right? And then in between these holes, you can make these sort of, you know, instabilities within there. And then you get the formation of those beads on a string. And that's sort of what gets launched really far because those beads then dictate drop size. All in the, you know, microseconds of you sneezing. <laughs> right. I think they said the entire sneezing process was something like 0.19 seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, pretty incredible. And, mm -hmm. of course, the other thing that makes this a complex problem is that the fluid, as you say, is non-Newtonian. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was great. We always talk about that cornstarch non-Newtonian fluid. But yeah, now you've got your snotty non-Newtonian fluid. So that's a whole different level of fluid dynamic equations that come into play when you're trying to model where this stuff is going. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, these, they'd say high-speed camera, but really, it's 1,000 to 8,000 frames per second, which, while pretty fast, is pretty uh, doable with cheap cameras now. So you could get a cheap, in quotes, high-speed camera <laughs> and try this for yourself. They played a lot with the lighting, uh, which yeah. I thought was pretty fascinating to try to figure out what the best way to get these just grotesque pictures was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was interesting, too, because I guess before, when you did these studies, you would look at the splatter pattern. Like, you'd have people sneeze onto things and then sort of project it from there. And so I didn't even think about the problems of the lighting of actually trying to catch all these tiny droplets going through the air. Yeah, because they are pretty small, but they do see these structures, and some of them are outlined. Uh, yes. <laughs> like these, <laughs> th these sheets detail. that are breaking up and... <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it's pretty interesting, and it's actually quite intuitive, I feel like. And also, you know, one of the reasons raindrops aren't teardrop-shaped, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I tried to compare it to in my mind, so I wouldn't, uh, yeah. I have a big problem with mucus stuff, so I don't know why I picked this. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is uh, <laughs> your favorite, as they termed it, multi-phase flow. Exactly. That's exactly turbulent multi-phase flow, in fact. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was it was really neat. And I actually got into this um, a, probably for at least an hour. I was reading the rest of the author's papers that were associated with it. So it was a really cool lab at MIT that's doing this research. And it was pretty interesting. I mean, it's not exactly zombie related, but kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. Sneezing for science. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Shannon, I think that was a pretty great find for <laughs> Fun Paper Friday, even it if was, it did gross you out. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so if you have a fun paper that you would like to send us or any other comments on the show, we will have another contest in the future. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> Shannon, how can they get a hold of us? Uh, well, send us your emails. Keep them coming. Uh, we love to be distracted by them. Show at don'tpanicgeocast.com. Uh, we're on Twitter. 
at Don't Panic Geo. John is at Geo underscore Lehman. I'm at Shannon Doolin. And as always, come hang out with us in our uh, new chat room on Slack. Yes, there's been a lot more activity in there still. So <laughs> yes, it's fantastic. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> until next week, remember, don't panic. It's not an exact science. Any opinions, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed are solely ours and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers or funding agencies.